0: We have before us the opportunity to
1: forge, for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to The Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song I'm <laughs> veteran of three foreign wars entrepreneur and warrior poet tony arterburn takes on the issues facing our country civilization and planet this is the Arburn radio transmission oh,
0: I want a border, not a new world order. Welcome to the Art of Burn radio transmission, ladies and gentlemen. The twenty-sixth of January, two thousand and twenty-four. I'm never at a loss for headlines and interesting topics. The uh, curse, the Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times, uh, coming to fruition uh, here on my newsfeed. Well, uh, now we've got a a crisis that uh, finally some people are paying attention to, which is the wide open U.S. border that I've been talking about uh, my entire adult life. And every politician from Texas that ever ran since the time I was about eight years old, is they said they're going to do something about the southern border. We shall see. We've uh, had a complete demographic shift in the United States because of the country club Republicans and the neocons and the Democratic Party, the duopoly, the two-party system that strangleholds this country. They have agreed that the Republicans need their cheap labor for the Chamber of Commerce and their illegal alien maids, and the Democrats want more votes. And of course, the New World Order oligarchs, the control oligarchs. they want to remake the West. They want to make you feel that you are completely helpless, that America is a pitiful giant. That it can't police its own borders, that it's a failing empire, that it can't uh, do anything to enforce the rule of law, that you're just, oh no, that's all on purpose. It's part of it. It's a psychological, spiritual, military operation, ladies and gents. And the US southern border, the open border, is a tell for everything else. It's a great revealer. It's like a Rosetta Stone. You want to find out what the actual politics of a a policy are, look at what the border policy is in relation to it. On September 11, 2001, in our New York skyline, three buildings collapsed into their own footprint because two planes. And we were told that 19 hijackers, you couldn't see them. The, the passport was found in the rubble, by the way. Did you know that? The passport was found in the rubble. That's uh, very conveniently somebody picked it up and handed it to a reporter. The passport. I mean, you know, buildings collapsing into their own footprint, jet fuel melting steel, but not the passport, right? And uh, you couldn't see. It. It's an invisible enemy. It's kind of like COVID nineteen eighty four. It's an invisible enemy. But you have to give away all of your constitutional rights. You have to have a Patriot Act, and they already had it written. All it was already drawn up. It was drawn up after Oklahoma City. Actually, no, it was before before Oklahoma City. Oh, I forgot that too. One of the authors was Joe Biden. The Patriot Act to monitor you, to make sure that you don't get too out of line. You know, what are you withdrawing that cash for? Do we need to wiretap your phone? What about just metadata, where they just collect everything? No, that's Patriot Act. We got to be a patriot and take away constitutional rights. But at the same time, that they're telling you, hey, these evil doers are out there, and we got to go democratize mankind. Make sure. That you sign up to go fight in Iraq and Afghanistan and all these, you know, because there's cave dwellers. we got to find them because somehow they're able to hijack uh, aircraft and waltz into the country and nobody monitors them. Even if you want to get base level, what were they doing here? Our immigration policy, they were illegal. But if you look at the border, did they do anything about that? Do we have a border post 9-11? No, that's weird. How come they never did? I thought this was an existential threat. It was a clash of civilizations that we had to do something or we were in mortal, mortal uh, peril. But we weren't, were we? Because they left it open. Or maybe they like the chaos. Or maybe it's COVID-1984. You know, We got to lock down because President Fauci says so. And we have to make sure that we uh, strangle small business destroy the supply chains, make sure that you're not essential. We're going to use these terms. Not to mention the fact that we're just going to recreate Operation Dark Winter, which was in June of 2001. They've been running the simulations for 20 years. But lockdown, get in your house, Netflix, make sure that you get your $1,200. Home Depot's good, Walmart's good, big box, multinationals, good. Uh, Small business, entrepreneurs, real entrepreneurs, bad. Oh, so I got the message, but we have to do that to save everybody, just one life. But well, do we have a secure border? Do we make sure that the people coming from, from the South uh, had been you know, properly screened and all that? No. No, we, we made it more open. As a matter of fact, uh, if you cross the Southern border illegally and, you know, Greg Abbott, makes sure gets to, you get to Martha's Vineyard for a political stunt or we ship you to a sanctuary city because uh, let's really boil that down on the treachery of what that means, that we actually just turn our backs on the rule of law and we make a political statement by sending people to a sanctuary city. But you want to know something funny, or tragic, rather, about all the people that are processed, uh, that are sent up to these sanctuary cities or bust up or whatever because we don't have leaders with any spine to actually follow the rule of law? They don't have to be vaccinated either, right? You know why? Because a lot of the countries of origin don't have what we have in this country, which is an indemnity. We, 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 make, we hold harmless all pharmaceutical companies from 1986. President Reagan and Fauci did that to make sure that no matter what they make, it doesn't matter. You can't sue them. I mean, they have like a special court for it, and you have to go through the government. But the people from the from our southern border, they don't have that. So they make sure not to make that mandatory. See, the border is a great tell. It, it gives you all the information you need to make an informed decision on what's real and what's not. And right now our politics, and I'm going to get into some stories and I like the state pushback. I like it. I think it gets people aware of what's actually happening. This, this is an operation folks. This is beyond pop. We're beyond politics. Now this isn't the left, right? It's not the Democrats versus the Republicans. It is the world economic forum. It's the new world order. The bankster class, multinational corporations, and banking combines and consortiums versus you—it's the plutocrats versus the people. Period. That's what you're seeing. So it's hard. We, we have this—we have this dance going on. Speaking of pageant, you have uh, Nikki Haley, who was kicked out. She was kicked out of her pageant in the '80s. Not—not not really, though. Um, but now she's in another pageant with uh, the primaries, and we will we'll talk a little bit about the. I'm having a hard time with following the, the politics of this. I'm having a hard time following the, I used to be so into the primaries and who's up and who's down. And does it, I mean, I think we can all agree, barring some kind of like extreme coup d'etat, which don't put it past them that, you know, Donald Trump's the nominee, which is, I think this is what they, the power structure and the RNC wants, right? I, I don't know. Um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying. It's hard to determine what, you know, what is, Actually, real in all of this, but we're going to get into some of that. We'll get into some talk of the central bank digital currency. Uh, Trump came out against that. Somebody must have handed him a note because Jared Kushner worked on the central bank digital currency, very much pushing for it during the administration. And we know what kind of pull Jared has. Um, Let me pull up some stories and see where we stand. By the way, it's great to uh, have all of you here. Thanks for sticking with me. I've been traveling back and forth. I did the David Knight show uh, this morning. Because I I was going to go two weeks in a row, and I said, I can do Friday, so I was actually able to get in and talk to David earlier this morning, and um, you know we're streaming live on freeworld.fm That's something that we're building a, a free speech platform, a, a a lifeboat for free speech in the in the coming censorship that they're still rolling out. Censorship isn't gone, folks. So I'm, you know, proud to be on freeworld.fm as well as 9.30 a.m. The Answer in San Antonio and on the Rockfin channel, the America Unplug channel over on Rockfin. And I'll check out the uh, Rockfin chat here shortly. Jason Barker on the Twitter chat says, uh, morning, Tony. Good morning, Jason. Nights of the Storm. Uh, veteran. Great guy. Smart guy. All right. Let's uh, look at the headlines of Drudge. And of course, it was the just earlier, it was the crowning of, of King Don and, and Nikki Haley still, you know, uh, from the, in the periphery. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I don't think, uh, that there's going to be, and then, of course the RNC and some of the, uh, establishment are pushing to take people off the ballot. I thought this was, I thought we were a democracy. I thought, all I thought that's why we send our bravest and our best over to Middle Eastern no-win meat grinder wars for no reason. I thought that's what we, I, wait, 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 it is no reason. Cause I thought it was democracy. Remember we were supposed to democratize mankind or make the world safer democracy. I forget which one's Wilson and which one's Bush and which one, maybe it's LBJ. We we're supposed to have a great society on the Mekong. How'd that work out? All right. We're going to just jump through that because I, I want to get into the 25 red states rally around Texas as battle brews with Biden over border. Let me share my screen. This is is existential. It's been going on for a while, but it is a political year. It is an election year. And it looks like the timeline's uh, being drawn up to start playing out over the many months leading up to the election. So this is not only Something that had to be addressed, but they're calculating and using, never let a good crisis go to waste. This is Zero Hedge. Red states rally around Texas as battle brews with Biden over border. A coalition of red states has rallied around Texas after Governor Greg Abbott invoked the state's constitutional right to self-defense due to the migrant crisis, which he deemed an invasion. Well, congratulations, Greg. It's 2024. You used the word. Wow. Stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. Uh, I remember talking to Greg in 2013 at a some kind of function, and he was running for for governor. And he said, "Every morning, I get up and I sue Barack Obama, or I think of ways to sue the Obama administration." And I thought, "Well, why don't you just use the Ninth and Tenth Amendment? (laughs) Why don't you just nullify? You know, you have the ability to do that. You know, you're going to lose in court, right? Why don't you just invoke?" the ninth and 10th amendment. And of course, that's not what these kind of guys do. These are, these are run out the clock hospice care Republicans. I'm not going to applaud this man for finally getting it in 2024. And I don't think he has it. I don't think he's got it, but let's just say let's remove my bias against this man who gave a, you know a couple hundred million dollars to a shell corporation in Frisco, Texas, after the you know, after COVID-1984 takes root and President Fauci's installed, he gives us this, this shell corporation nobody's heard of out in Frisco, 200 million or whatever it was to do contact tracing. So I know who this guy is, but let's suspend my bias. This is good. This is a good thing because it's making people aware that the states, the states, the states don't have rights. The states have powers. You have powers granted. There's sovereignty in the state. There's sovereignty in the county. You start going, we we are so caught up in the federal level. We're so drawn to it like a moth to a flame. We have to continue. That's where they want you, though. They want you focused on stuff and candidates that people that will not change. Washington, folks, I, I, I don't know how to break this to you, but it is a juggernaut. It is <laughs> when the Tower of Babel is falling over, get out of the way. That's what Washington D.C. is. I don't. It's it's a bureaucracy inside a riddle, inside a corruption, inside a corruption, <laughs> outside of an investigation. I don't. It's so, it's so unreachable at this point. So even if you install somebody who really is America first, they have to fire literally everyone. You'd have to, <laughs> to see. You got to get a hire a temp company to replace the entire federal government, and you have to screen those people to. So, you know, uh, are you a communist? I mean, uh, <laughs> Joe McCarthy would would have an easy time today. Like, I have a list of all the communists in the State Department. That was shocking news in the 50s. Like, oh, I can't. This guy isn't telling the truth. There's no communists in the State Department, even though there was a lot. But let's say Joe McCarthy was alive today. Let me show you how he would do it. Uh, sir, can you identify the uh, communists in the State Department? Yes. Uh, employee list. Print. <laughs> That's how you do it. Ta-da. I mean, real investigations. So the point of all this is states making the move is what is important. States, states, sovereignty, decentralization, and coalitions decentralized. Again, this is great. So I'm, I'm applauding even though it's Greg. I call him Greg because I don't have respect for him. And the reason I don't have respect is I've I've seen a tweet from him where he, in 2015, after he was elected governor, saying that the Cowboys offensive line or whatever has a bigger holes in it than the southern border. And I thought, well, this is, that's not a joke. People come across the southern border and murder people. You know, even the doofus George W. Bush said one in 12 was a criminal. Well, you know, if that number was... Well, It's always been 11 million. It's 11 million since I was 11. And I'm like, guys, it's like, you know, before the internet, okay. There's like 50 or 60 million. So stop using that number. But that's true. That's like, you know, 1.2 million criminals. That's bigger than most armies, right? It's that are under arms. That's a giant invasion. Of course it's been an invasion. So he was making fun of that or just make, I'm like, you're the governor. Be a leader. Put your office on the southern border. Get a coalition of law enforcement. Start enforcing the law. You have to buy... Is this a, do we have a republic? Do we have a country? Do we have to protect our families? Stop being political. I remember... Can't use his name. <laughs> I've met people like this. They're politicos. They think politically. You, you, you and I don't think politically. Now, I think strategy, art of war... I think of that. I think of branding. I love marketing, all that stuff. But there's pol- there's political thinking, which is really scumbaggish, really self-serving, narcissistic pool of awfulness. And it has nothing to do with winning unless it's for them. So it's like this triangulation to look a certain way. See, like that's like busing people to Martha's Vineyard. Would I have done that? Absolutely not. Because it's a stunt. It doesn't solve the problem. It just says, look, I placate to people that think that's funny because they don't want the illegal immigrants here. They, don't, they want a border. But it also says, I give up. So that's, what, that's not leadership. If you were a true leader, you'd put your office on the Southern, but you'd relocate all resources. I'm going to stop this. It's an existential threat to the existence of a free society. So don't get, I, you know, when people say keep Texas red, I, I, I'm I, starting to agree that it's been red. It's Marxist. That's why they came up with those color codes, folks. You know, Union Blue, that was the color of the Republican Party. Union Blue, around the 2000 election, they just made a switch because people were making connections like, well, you know, red seems for, you know, the Democrats are kind of leaning left. It went from pink to red and, oh, no, we'll switch that around because, you know, we don't remember such things as the red army or the red revolution <laughs> or mao's little red book <laughs> it's funny how they language is so important and branding is so important i mean you get this edward bernays style politics that we have now and it's hard when you're like me looking at it because i've i've walked out of plato's cave doesn't mean i'm completely awake doesn't mean i know more it just means that i can't be you know I can't be as easily fooled. The mind control doesn't quite work, which honestly isn't very profitable. It's like, if I I was just MAGA, if I could just do it, if I could just, you know, Uh, but I can't. Oh, let's look at this story. Uh, A coalition of red states has rallied around uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott after he invoked the state's constitutional right to self-defense. Greg Abbott tweets, the Biden administration has truly abdicated its responsibility to enforcing the immigration laws on the books. Texas has a constitutional right to defend and protect itself. We will continue to hold the line. Well, Greg, you got to stop busing people. I mean, you're just giving up. There's, we have Americans that live in other states. So just because you're held hostage in a state that is dominated by a giant blue cancer... And they, you know, that's your politics. It doesn't mean that there's like not you know people there that are just like I really don't want unknowns, people that haven't been vetted, people that that I don't know what their intentions are. Military age men. See, you see, this is where it starts to. I can't just do politics. I can't just be like, well, that's a great move. very. It's it's not the busing. The, the 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 downward pressure is not going to come from these democratic governors and mayors saying, hey, President Biden. Uh, do something about the border. You have to do it on the state level. So good that they're finally getting it. It is 2024, by the way. Greg Abbott was elected in 2014. Uh, as wokeness ends, notes a coalition of 25 Republican governors have signed a joint letter in support of the Texas resistance. Again, good. Elon Musk even says, wow. well, okay, you know, Oklahoma stands with Texas. Great. This is Governor Kevin Stitt. Oklahoma. That's great. Texas is upholding the law while Biden is flouting it, said R- Governor Ron DeSantis. These are all good things that are happening. We just got to remember what the source is. So you continue to push, you continue to hold these lawmakers accountable. You continue to hold these politicians accountable. They just wanna placate you long enough because it's an election year also that gotta look strong, gotta be an alternative. People don't want chaos at the border. People don't want to have giant truckloads of fentanyl and, and human trafficking. And have you seen the uh, just the video of, of like platoon movements with total total battle rattle gear going through? Uh, from either the cartels or entities unknown that we've just been videoed, like walking into the United States. It's an absolute, it's treason to allow it. I'll never forget something that just made my blood boil. It was uh, the undersecretary of defense under the Trump administration went before Congress and asked, Uh, Can we uh, get a timeline on when we can go back to a more traditional role and get off the U.S. southern border, a more traditional role for the Department of Defense See that they see the American military as the wing of the empire? It is the defense umbrella for the American empire, not for you, not for us. Because they see that as isolationist. What does that word even mean? (laughs) This is so ridiculous. Uh, You can sum up the politics of somebody like John McCain with invade the world, invite the world. So invade everyone, tell everyone to come. That's not a country. That's a suicide pact. (laughs) That's a cult. (laughs) Invade the world, invite the world. I once wrote it was the alpha and omega of empire. It's the beginning and the end. And that's what these people think, that there is no nation. Strobe Talbot, you go back to the Secretary of State for Bill Clinton. He said the nation states are relevant. These are how these people, you got to get into their head. That's how they think. They're just like, oh, borders, eh, you know, doesn't really matter unless you're Ukraine or unless you're Kosovo, right? When I'm 20 years old on the border of this province that, you know, in Europe that we took away from Serbia. We literally just wrested it away from them. then, you know, uh, again, without any, the real context that was there was that Kosovo's uh, to the Serbs is like what Jerusalem is to the Jews. That was just done though. I didn't know what was happening, but it was really important to have a border there. I know that because I had to enforce the border. I was part of part of that. We was a very, very controlled border. I worked with the Russians of all things, <laughs> worked with the Russian military to, to keep that border secure, to keep it, you know, from having uh, too much migration back and forth without control. Well, do we do that here in the, the good old U.S. of A? Folks, the border is everything, right? When you get in, when you boil it down, it, it reveals, it's a great revealer. It tells you what you need to know about policy. It tells you what you need to know about personnel. It tells you what you need to know in terms of whether or not something is real. That's the point. So keep watching the border. That's where the, again, we're going to go to an article on technocracy.news here in a second. About the technocrats and the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the United Nations. These are the supranational governmental bodies that are pushing this mass migration. It is, I I call it weapons of mass immigration for a reason. It's there to make, it's again, it's it's an operation to remake demographics. It's an operation to make you feel like you're helpless. Chaos is good because if there's unrest, then you got, there's a need to enforce, you know, it's the Hegelian dialectic, order ab chaos. Order from chaos. The bigger the chaos, the bigger the order. You getting it? That's how all this stuff works. All right, so let's, let's jump into, uh, and I'm going to go to the chat here in a second. Let's get into this article up on technocracy.news. Oh, Patrick Wood. Destroying America. This is what I've been talking about for many years. Destroying America. United Nations budgets millions, millions for U.S.-bound migrants in 2024. Trilateral Commission figurehead Peter Sutherland, 1945 to 2018, should be jumping for joy in his grave. He spread illegal immigration as a way to destroy Europe, and the same policy was and is used against America. The Trilateral Commission has used the U.N. as a sledgehammer since 1974 when it opted General Assembly Resolution 3201, establishing the new international economic order. Now you know what this means for America. As a global policy emanating from the Trilateral Commission, we are being intentionally overrun by an invasion force of illegal aliens. Human mobility benefits not only migrants and their families, but the countries of origin and destination as well. No other force, nor trade, not capital flows, has the potential to transform lives in a sustainable, positive way and on the scale that migration does. There is no greater symbol for the world's growing interdependence than the movement of people. If we can make meaningful economic progress in the coming generations, one of the pivotal reasons will be that people are allowed to move more freely. Well, that all sounds good, right? It's Because it, I like free movements of people. I don't, want, I don't want police states, but there has to be rule of law, right? If there's not rule of law, it's literally an invasion. It's an operation. And I think that's pretty clear. You can have, you can color it any way you want to. You can use your nicey nice language and Mr. Globalist, but that's not how any of the real world works. They're just going to, it's incentivized. And it's not, it's NGOs that are financed by billionaires and trillionaires. Still waiting for Bernie to come out against the trillionaire class. He never does. Cause I mean, you know, there is one, right? I mean, Forbes doesn't talk about it, but there is a trillionaire class. I mean, they're generational wealth banking dynasties. You I don't know. Maybe you don't see them on the cover of Forbes because they can't get into the light. (laughs) They sold their souls so long ago, like they can't the sunlight. I don't know. (laughs) Early on in America's historic border crisis, now entering its fourth record smashing year, some Republican lawmakers named a significant enabling culprit other than the usual Mexican cartel smugglers. They named the U.S. taxpayer-funded United Nations as essentially a co-smuggler after seeing my reports that the U.N. was handing out debit cards and cash vouchers to aspiring illegal border crossers on their way north. One outraged group of 21 border security-minded lawmakers even pitched a bill that would require the United States, the U.N.'s largest donor, to turn off the taxpayer's money spigot hr6155 but it never caught fire though in small part because fact checkers claiming to debunk other reports like mine in the conservative press dissuaded broader media interest and in the in the left and the american left the american public in the dark well i mean it's it's common knowledge they they fund it we have not only do we have a a, a head, you know, a wind from the back, you've got pushing upwards with the, you know, the UN, the Trilateral Commission, these supranational bodies. And then again, the trillionaire class and billionaire class, the World Economic Forum types, they get in, they push them north. Then we also have the incentive to magnetize. Yes, come up. Not only are we going to bus you somewhere, no problem. Our military will Sherpa you to your next location. We'll be your Sherpas. Don't worry about that. We're going to get you to your next location. Then you get on the rolls. You get on the, the dole. So we have this massive warfare welfare state with a giant magnet that pulls up and you have to turn off the magnet first and then you'd have to have a border. The, the, the politics standing in our way. It's not that the will of the people isn't there. It's the way our politics are set up. It's the reason we have such a hard time. You know, you go into these Republican primaries, you get, you know, I get one, two choices. Okay, well, and that's the best I can do because we're going to see this duopoly. That's the ballot access. That's part of the scam. That's why it's got to go more and more grassroots. Like you got to form co- They want you separated. They don't want you forming two larger coalitions, but there has to be, that's uh, the key to this is finding more and more uh, ways to link up and get a consolidated front when it comes politically to push back on these politicians and say you're going to do something, or we have to fire you. You know you can't, you can't you can't retain your office unless you're 100% on board secure border for the United States of America and these southern states. The only and the southern states are doing that in some way. I'm glad to see it. It is 2024. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not. History doesn't uh, like Winston Churchill talked about the. Uh, The worst judgment that history can give you. I'm paraphrasing, but the words are too late. By now, the UN's 2024 update to the Regional Refugee and Migrant Response Plan, a planning and budget document for handing out nearly $1.6 billion, with a B, in 17 Latin American countries can cast a broad, confirming light on the cash giveaways and much more aid for 2024 ahead of the, of course, then we got the head of the election. This, this makes so much sense. I mean, this is part of the, the push to, to make again further divide America, uh, put us in our, our uh, pre ascribed camps. Like I'm over here, I'm over here, you know, and this the, the, the twain shall never meet. Because I, if you got to agree over here, oh, unlimited immigration. No, no, no. We you know, we have to stop it. And then we just keep diverting further and further dividing by making the the crisis stronger and stronger. And you make it, you pour gas on it. You give people incentives. This is coming from, see, every Republican lawmaker, and I've never understood this. There's a bill in the House. I ran for Congress, and I, I would said that for one of the first things I would do is uh, co-sponsor the bill to get us out of the UN. Why are we in the United Nations? I mean, I know why, but can you, can your average Republican from, you know, some red state or, in, you know, deep East Texas, if you go, Hey, can you put a microphone in this way? So you support the UN by not get you don't want to get out of the UN. I don't even know what that means. Well, yeah, it's a supranational body. Do You know, the UN building, uh, of course it's in New York and, uh, it's on the site of a former slaughterhouse, which I thought was about apropos. That's where they built it on top of a former slaughterhouse that was owned by the Rockefellers. So it's pretty pretty on target. Well, you get it, folks. Uh, In a nutshell, the UN and its advocacy advocacy partners are planning to spread $372 million in cash and voucher assistance to some 624,000 immigrants in transit to the United States during 2024. Well, that's, that's what I've been saying for many, many years. Why we're hamstrung by you know these international, which is the way they want it. Do you know they built the bones of the UN? They used the Presidio off uh, outside of San Francisco. And uh, that's where they put their first offices, which was later. They had a lot of weird stuff at the Presidio with Michael Aquino, I believe, and the army and Satanism and child uh, abuse and all that stuff right? I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. But they had this uh, this body that they set up to, to, you know, this is the end of World War II. And you know who they put in charge of it? You can go look this up. And a lot of you are like, what, do I, what are you talking about? The guy in charge of the UN at the, in its infancy, the chairman was Alger Hiss. <laughs> you know, the guy that Gave uh, secrets to the Soviet Union at the through the he wrote, worked for the Roosevelt administration in the State Department. Later, he had a friend named Whitaker Chambers who turned and went from communist to Christian and uh, a young congressman named Richard Nixon uh, believed Whitaker Chambers and finally got Hiss, not on treason, but he got him on lying at him on perjury because his uh, was found to have. Given documents and secret, top secret information to the Soviet Union. That's how these people think. Yeah, that's the origins of it. Nice, nice slaughterhouse. All right, I'm going to go to the Rockfin chat. That's a fun show today. Uh, You get to talk a little. I'm going to talk. Hey, Tony, what are you going to talk about? Well, you know, Armageddon, uh, the border's uh, collapsing, and, you know, we've got globalist goblins funding its demise how's your day you know I, we're going to go into a little bit of financial stuff too i had so many uh, articles pulled up to talk to david this morning and then we just got into what david and i usually do i meet him in the back office of the show and he said what do you want to talk about he sent me an article this morning i said well, i went over it a little bit we can go over there he said ah, maybe and we just went and talked about the border a little bit let me go to the rockfin chat and i saw that i'm going to read Gar goldsmith's uh post on my twitter I see we've got oh it's an active chat over there. Uh, wow, I, I have to scroll back pretty far. Jason Barker, uh, God is amazing. Good to see Tom Cooper's in the chat, and of course Gar Goldsmith, Jason Sealman. Yeah, I see I see that. I hope I pronounced that right, Jason. Sorry, it's hard for me to see this far away. I am. I've been 44 years old for exactly 30 days today. So I'm. Uh, I'm not not quite. I'm not quite in the Babylon B where they're gonna put uh, wheelchair ba- the wheelchair battle between Greg Abbott and uh, and Joe Biden. But uh, uh, don't tell that to my. <laughs> it's when I go deadlift or something and my hip flexors are so sore. it's uh, I can feel the age. Angry Tiger in the chat. Good to see you. Rhonda Tate. Always good to see you too. Well, thanks so much, guys, for for being in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> It is Armageddon. Uh, let me see. Uh, Gardner Goldsmith, the great Gardner Goldsmith. You guys, you got to go check him out. Substack, Liberty Conspiracy. I can't, uh, I can't say enough good things about Gardner. You don't even know this guy is one of the most genuine people in the world. Uh, hands down. And I've been in broadcasting for many years now. You rarely meet, I mean, you meet some really interesting people. But meeting genuine people—it's like it's a miracle—and we have so many great genuine people around my circle. Uh, I don't—I wouldn't say it's profitable, but the, you know, as a marketer, I miss out on so much because it's all nonsense. I—it I, drives me nuts because I'm like, I just—I wish, wish I could get in on some of that, but it's not real. Uh, Guard says sometimes I wonder how often characters like Abbott are aware of their pro-globalist actions versus how often they fish around for ways to make it up political ladders not recognizing these string pullers in New Hampshire I find a mix of dupes and machiavellians well that's what I think I mean it's you have to have uh there, there was a there was a comedy skit oh gosh should I even try to pull it up i it <laughs> let me see. i don't know if i can on my show if you guys can give me a say i might be able to pull it up and i could run it but it is a uh, a, a fake campaign ad uh, it's from the whitest kids, you know, <laughs> and it has this, uh, sociopathic guy talking about why he wants to become your Senator. <laughs> and I've sent this to people. I'm like, that's politics. And, um, uh, we, we just don't see we're, we're normal. So we're not like in a quest to find, uh, adulation from the masses like we don't have this hole in us that makes us want to be beloved by every single, you know, or have the power like, over people. I mean, have you ever just woken up in the morning and say, you know what I'm really missing? It's not like a, a stable family and peace of mind. I need control over people. Like, that's what these people do. And you don't relate to it. So you don't, you project your own values onto those people to the people that want to be in politics, you project it's like you project your values onto the world economic forum. I mean, we all do like uh, well, I don't know why they'd want to shut the world down. Would't that hurt them too? They don't care. Yuval Harari thinks you're a hackable animal. I mean, how do you how do you square we're all for human rights, but also you're a hackable animal. and we got to do something about all you useless eaters. I mean, folks, let me see I don't uh. I, I don't I don't remember if it had anything uh, offensive in it uh but I'll <laughs> let me see let me see if I let's just run it and see if I can get away with it. Let me put it up on the screen over here. And uh I want I want to try this. If it does I'll edit it out of the show and I'm very sorry. Uh but let me let me put it up here and we'll we'll share screens but I I want you guys to see this and if you're talking which is, we're just talking about politics. And it is Friday. Don't so we can't you know, try not to take everything so serious, right? All right, let me skip the ad here. Um, here at home, in this
1: beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together, we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self glorification. And that's a promise. Here's an unflattering picture of my opponent. Here's a quote of his taken out of context. Oh, And one more thing, I have a dog. I enlisted in the military for the minimum amount of time in a position that would never see combat. Why? Well, because it would help me be your senator. I don't make friends, I make acquaintances. All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey, me.
0: they were way ahead of the time. I've, I've enjoyed that clip for many, many years and it just goes to, that's why on this show, I just be so skeptical. You know, it's funny. Melissa made this for me. I'll put it up on the screen. This is, uh, a, just kind of a collage of me spending time, with my friend Congressman Ralph Hall, and uh, has my son here in the middle. That's Houston. And Houston and I went to go visit Ralph. And Ralph and I had a great friendship, and especially after he was out of power, and we would just sit down and talk for hours and we talk history, he was one of the last, you know, he he really got it. You know, he didn't have to campaign uh, the way. He didn't have to raise millions of dollars. He's just a just the guy was a genius when it came to just dealing with people on an individual level. and he just he was real. Yeah, he had friends like Lyndon Johnson, and you know, uh, he had, he had uh, put President Reagan on hold. I mean, his, what, his other group's friend was, uh, and I'll tell you that he he put President Reagan on hold because, uh, because he wanted to say he put a president on hold. That's a real story <laughs> it's really happened. But you know, he had uh, John Connolly, uh, Tom Connolly, you know, all friends of his, you know, riding in the uh, the open car with with Kennedy. We had so many great. Talks and he was a, a magnificent human being. is no longer no longer with us. But again, that that's that type of pe- those type of people that were. He just he was idea driven, you know, and he was um, character driven. He really cared about people. I mean, you go to Washington now, you just want to be deloused. You know, you just want to go like you want to like when they step through like when they're doing some pandemic, you know, fear uh, fear porn. <laughs> You know, when they put you some movie where the guy's getting all the stuff sprayed on, you want that and a little bit of holy water and an exorcism. And I haven't been there in many years. I went and spoke, uh, on behalf of, of Ralph, you know, uh, at one of the campaign events there before this last campaign, I spoke in Washington, DC. Uh, I followed, uh, Ted Cruz there on the stage. And I, when I got out of DC, I was like, I just, I gotta get out of this place. It was, it was the, the, the vibe. Uh, and I'm real, I, I could just, it was like, it's how I felt rolling into Iraq. It's really like, that. It's a weird vibe, kind of like Babylon, right? It's like, we're going, and I, that's very apropos for what I experienced in Iraq. All right, ladies and gents. Well, we'll, we'll transition into a little bit of uh, financial news. So much fun on that clip. I'm glad I did that. All right. <laughs> this is okay. Let me hit this and we're going to hit uh, another story off zero hedge, but this is, <laughs> I mean, they, they want you to have no joy. Um, communists are, you know, the first thing they go after is God, right? They get, that's the first thing when the communists take over a country, they, uh, the, the, there is no God. Uh, the state is God, right? So they get rid of that. Marx is a Marxist dream. Um, but then they go after joy, like any kind of like comedy, you know, it has to be very serious. Everything's Bolshevik, very gray. You know, there's no, there's no color. There's no life because in that there's freedom and then there's individual thought. We don't want individuals. You do what we say. Well, here's a article on natural news. A banker claims coffee is bad for climate at the world economic annual as I drink my coffee. A Swiss banker argued during the recent annual meeting of the Globalist World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, that drinking coffee is bad for the climate. Uber Keller, senior managing partner at the Geneva-based bank Lombard, Olier & Company, put forward this argument on January 17th during a panel discussion titled Putting a Nice Price, uh, putting a price on Nature. Aside from Keller, other speakers of the discussion included Ronald Hofstein payne and Boston-based Argotech from Indigo. Okay. From Brazil's environment and Brazil's environmental minister, the banker explained to the other speakers and the rest of the audience why people enjoying a cup of joe is bad for climate. The coffee that we drink emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2. Oh my, you know. This is how the this is how they insert they poison everything. The carbon, the carbon. You're a carbon-based life form. Hold your breath, hold your breath indefinitely to support climate change. Why can't I be on a panel? Can, can you guys? Can we get a petition to get me on a panel? I just want it one time, just one time. I need I need cameras on. You know, I, I take your worst fears of public speaking, put it all on me. I want I want all of it. I want every camera, every microphone. And I want it to be a I kind of like an i e d of a statement. Like when people are like panning the room, everybody's watching, and they're like, "Oh, it's so very unfortunate that people uh, don't believe in man-made climate change and these carbons. And I, I'd be like, absolutely. And it comes to me. I'm like, um, and you would think that well, we have somebody from conservative uh, from the, conserv- from, the uh, from the right. Uh, it's like he's actually agreeing with us. I do agree with you. i I agree on man-made climate change hallelujah and you know how i know because i can go outside and see they're doing it it's called geoengineering why doesn't anybody bring this up it's so apparent it's in the sky they literally do it It, it, i was uh talking to a, a very dear friend of mine's son he's eight years old he goes you know the chemtrails he's eight but this isn't on our politics either. See, that's another problem I've got with politics. I can't get excited about candidates. I can't get excited. They're not talking about what's real. And the Democrats aren't the party of the W E F it's both of them. You know, can we just get back to that? I wish alternative media would get back to that. I'm a wash in you know, fake left, right paradigm, professional wrestling. It's, it's almost like it could be, you know, if it, if it wasn't me, it might be coma inducing. It's so ridiculously stupid but I wish I could do that. That's, that's, I have a dream. Like just, give me, just whenever you, you need to change, we need to change the paradigm of what constitutes a, a response against uh, climate change. And I would just implore every single thinking person to agree with them first and then tell them why you agree and see if it just like it, the mechanism breaks, like the wheel inside the mind. Like the little cog goes into reverse, and it's arrow four hundred four, you know, on the forehead. I don't know something like that. But coffee's bad. Okay, what else? Uh, beef is bad. Coffee's bad. People are bad. The sun is bad. We got to block out the sun. Uh, children, back. We got to mask the children. Get doc, you know. Get President Fauci back. Are they going to make him president again? If if Trump wins, is is Fauci automatically president? I don't. I don't remember. Is it in the constitution? <laughs> All right. I'm going to people are just turning me off right now. All right. Let's close out with a little bit of economic stuff. Um, <laughs> if you think things are bad, well, you know, you got, you got Bidenomics and here's a, here's a great indicator of Bidenomics. I thought of a great campaign ad. It ought to be something really simple. Like, you know, and it, you could pass, it's just free. Uh, Just pass it on to whoever, uh, for the Trump people, if they want to run it, but just, you get, you get something like a headline that says, uh, you know, like Joe standing in front of a, of a gas station or the price was such and such when he was running. And then, uh, and like he's standing there, and then show the same sign, you know, in 2024 with the prices doubled or whatever, and be like Bidenomics, and have a little music behind it. And every time you just show one picture from 2020, and then flash forward it to 2024, Bidenomics. You don't have to say anything else, just Bidenomics, and have him say it and put it in a song. But I, they probably won't run that. All right, this is a uh, zero hedge, wildest inflation red flags, the Vegas table limits. Anyone who is, this is from Shift Gold, anyone who has been to a restaurant, a grocery store, or the car during the Biden administration can't deny the reality of inflation. But despite what the federal government is saying about the success of its anti-inflation efforts, red flags for inflation keep popping up in the strangest places. Uh, take the Las Vegas Strip, casinos on the Strip, long known for trying to take the money of everyone from the highest rolling whale to the coupon-clipping low-roller, at, at a Motel 6 or Excalibur casino, are now finally admitting that some dollars aren't worth the effort of taking. In August, August, the Wall Street Journal reported on the declining number of tables where you could play blackjack in Las Vegas while the amount of revenue earned back from blackjack stayed high, even as casinos offered worse rules to players, such as uh, six to five and all that stuff. Well, I don't know about blackjack, but strip casinos are also doing away with low table limits, meaning that players. That want to risk five or $10 on a single hand on blackjack are struggling to find a game. And uh, the, the article goes on to even mention like state lotteries are increasing the amount for the tickets, like making $100 tickets and stuff, and then taking away the dollar tickets because the dollar isn't worth their time. It's the, the, I did a video uh, the other day outside the gold and silver trading floor in Dallas. It's impromptu. I did a minute. I put it up on the, the channels. I was like, do you know the difference in currency and money? Hold up a gold coin. That's money. Hold up uh, you know, a, a $1 bill. This is currency. The two things that are different. One has a store of value, right? One holds value and the other diminishes and uh, know the difference, right? The world economic forum people, the people that don't want you to take coffee, that are against you, you coffee's bad for the environment. They want you chasing just for the record. They love that you're in that game of chasing their green pieces of fake paper. They love it. It's money velocity. It's energy. It's a silent weapon for a quiet war. Check it out. Go read the silent weapons for quiet wars. The document that was found in an IBM copier in 1986 at an estate sale. It's a technical manual on that. No kidding. Well, I needed. I need to read that. Maybe I'll just read it online. We, you can go to my feed. You go to Paratruther, and we did a Chris Graves and I did a deep dive on silent weapons for quiet wars. Go check that out. All right. Well, we're just about out of time, and uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, be sure and check out Wolfpack. Uh, we got some great deals going on over there. I, I got about two hundred packages going out today. We're getting more and more members, which means that is going to incentivize our buying. we can We can do more bulk orders getting those prices lower. I saved if you were a sage wolf member and you did a thousand a month, you saved hundred and thirty three dollars, and that's just price comparison, and I made it to where it's low. even the fifty dollars a month, you're saving money. I think it's like I think it's seven bucks or something like that. so we we get those prices down, even for the lower tiers. So go check out wolfpack.gold.com. Uh, we're giving away free constitutional silver, uh, putting promo code seventeen seventy six. It helps finance the show. It pays for you know FreeWorld and we're just making a difference. Like I'm trading fake paper for real assets, and we do it automatically. It's no, we're not putting you in some scheme or something. That you get it automatic. We send you the comparison invoices. My team gets it out. It's it's great stuff. Uh, I wish I'd have thought of it ten years ago, but I just it's only been two or whatever it's been eighteen months. So. Uh, Go check out wolfpack.gold. Also, if you need to, uh, get that, get those, look at those 401ks, the IRAs. If you're holding that, let's, let's convert that into physical metals. Let's do that. Get out of the paper. I mean, I'm not giving you investment advice. I don't know where that's going, but I sure don't trust the paper markets. I don't trust them. I I don't want that counterparty risk. You know, they can just make it unlimited. So go, go, uh, go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com, wolfpack.gold. You can get a hold of me there and, uh, and even for just a consult. So I appreciate, uh, every single one of you. Uh, I will be back Monday for the wise wolf gold and crypto show. Uh, go to my website, arterburn.news. Uh, and, uh, we didn't plug legal shield, but we will do that now. Let's do it. Let's just go past time. Uh, legal shield. I've been with him for 20 years. You know, we got 87,000 new IRS agents on the horizon. Um, nobody seems to want to stop that. And, uh, you know, they're going to track your $600 Venmo transactions. And uh, meanwhile, multinationals get away with just about everything. And, you know, uh, what's new? Uh, Nobody cares about that. But uh, people do care about your trans. So so you need to protect yourself. One of the ways you can do that, a dollar a day protects you and your family against uh, lawsuits, IRS audits. uh, You get your will done. It's unlimited access. You want to talk to an attorney about anything in all 50 states, uh, 365 days a year, 24, seven legal shield, 29 bucks. Go check it out. Go to peoplesprotectionplan.com. peoplesprotectionplan.com supports the show, support yourself. I've had them for 20 plus years. I can't say enough good things about them. All right. uh, We're going to close out the show uh, from Beans the Brave and uh, my crew here in the Ozarks. Uh, We wish everybody a wonderful and safe weekend. You take care of each other. End of transmission.